Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the Burnout Checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Hello, Decode Your Burnout fans, and welcome to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. Today, I'm joined by Reed Davis, a board-certified holistic health practitioner and certified nutritional therapist. He's an expert in functional lab testing and holistic lifestyle medicine. He is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition and the FDN certification course with over 4,000 graduates in 50 countries. Reed served as a health director at a wellness center in Southern California for over 10 years and with over 10,000 clients is known as one of the most experienced clinicians in his field. Reed serves on the advisory board of the American Natural Wellness Coaches Board and the American Association of Natural Wellness Coaches. Reed, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Sharon. I'm very happy to be here. Well, I often like to start with your burnout story so that our listeners can listen and hear the different versions that burnout really shows up for people. So if you if you have a story and you and you would like to share it, please, you have the stage. Wow, thanks. You know, that's pretty challenging because I'm a guy who you know, like a man's man, you know, I grew up with a, with a dad and an older brother who were just tough as nails, made of leather, you know, um, we were just told you're waterproof, don't worry, you know, you're, you know, like, if it's raining outside, (laughs) keep working, and um, always don't matter, you just, you spit on it, put a bandaid on, I mean, my whole life, it's just been, you know, what, how much can you take, how tough are you? with sports and I did four or five different sports and had motorcycle accidents been riding bikes for for 50 plus years and and things so you don't complain in my world uh the old that's the old style I know uh but man I so I in a few years well about four years ago I met my current wife my beautiful wife and um but she was we met at a conference and she's living in a foreign country she she's you know so eventually it worked out we're going to immigrate her to the united states and it took two and a half years of a lot of challenges you know um um bringing her closer so i could visit her when she she had to stay out of town uh for three months in for three months out of town for three months in for three months i if you add up the sum total i uh rented a condo in cabo san lucas for over a year just to accommodate because I wasn't flying to England every so often, you know, I just wasn't going to do it. She's from England. So um, it was pretty stressful. A lot of things going on in business, handling the growth. We've grown really fast. 
and everybody thinks, oh, oh, look, all the money you're making and blah, blah. No, you know, it's all the people you're hiring and managing and training. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on linearly with just managing it all. And there's also your creativity. In my, my world, I have to be very creative and thoughtful and have time to myself and peace and, you know, just just you, you know in that that state you can't have any rear view mirror you just got to be always forward thinking looking for and you know last year uh we still hadn't got now she's here to think guys she's got a green card and we're the happy home i have a beautiful home and place and it's better but man i got burnt i did get burned out i went out for new year's as a matter of fact with my son i can't keep up with it anymore and uh and i got covid i came home the first of January, uh, with with COVID, and and it was it, it, it kind of kicked my ass. I hate, hate to admit it. I thought for two years, I'm like I didn't even get it. You know, like it hasn't even. I'm immune to it. You know, and all that. And I'm not vaccinated and don't plan to be. So, and I don't care if anyone else is. But but you know, um, yeah, it it took me down a notch, and I had to realize that. Look, you're, you know, I'm I'm a, my next birthday. I'll be seventy. And maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to just chill a little bit, take better care of myself. So now that I have my wife here, you know, I'm really applying. The, I've been teaching how to be healthy for 23 years, and you know, didn't didn't really, you know, just always had that. Be tough. You're healthy. You're fine. Um, and now I'm paying a little more attention. Yeah. Well, I love me a good burnout story. And you've brought up a number of different things as I can see why it was so stressful for you. You know, number one, the whole international thing with your wife and, and trying to bring her in and having all those bureaucratic restrictions is really stressful. And then on top of it, you were, I think you were saying you were going through that during COVID. Yeah, this is recent. The last the last four years, uh, we we met four years ago. And now we're married, happy, living in in paradise in Southern California. But it was a journey, and with the legal fees and the back and forth and the like you said bureaucracy and that. Yeah. What I said was that my business was expanding at the time, so yeah. I also had to pay a lot of attention to that. And and expansion is wonderful if you manage it right. And don't get burnt out. And I was doing pretty good right up until, you know, pow, pow. You know, um, I think my resistance was down with all the stress and I got the big bed C word. Yeah. So you've got the bureaucratic stuff that you're dealing with. You got the business stuff. And, you know, I, I love that you brought this specific example because sometimes we think about burnout and stress as a really negative thing, but sometimes we get stressed out because of great things in our life, right? Like your business is growing is a really good problem to have, but it's also stressful because as you said, you have to manage it. You have to know how to deal with all the different moving parts. And that's a lot for one person as well as going through all the other things at the same time. And that's what we often see is that people are getting stressed from all different directions. And that's, it's the accumulation of all that stress that builds up into burnout because it's really, it becomes chronic. Absolutely. Right. And in my training that I do, I, I talk about distress versus eustress. Yes. So eustress, and I have this picture that I think you'd like. So I have this picture, it's taken by a cameraman of my son skydiving and he's free floating, you know, by himself. It's on a certification dive. They're 
they're about two miles up in the in the air and you can see the curvature of the earth behind him and it's right he's right there uh, again his trainer was who took this picture and so i asked people is that you stress or distress and almost all the guys go you stress that's good stress you know you're you're falling at 100 miles an hour but you're really digging it and you could you could die but you know that's just part of the game and all men that I've ever shown it to in my and a lot of women too, they go, Oh, that's eustress. That's good for you. Eustress is the kind of stress that uh, a butterfly, when it's coming out of its cocoon, it squeezes all the liquid out into its wings so that it can fly. You know, so that's eustress, and that's a good thing. But when I showed that picture to his mom, it was distress. Exactly. <laughs> oh it's all God. about perception. Oh my right? God. Oh my God. My son's falling at 100 miles an hour and his parachute hasn't opened up yet he was in his free fall and um and oh my god that kind of panicked her you know so you stress distress you know and which one is it well, you know sometimes it's it's how you look at it it's exactly right and and i i'm really grateful that you brought that up because when we think about stress stress is really about perception it's, it's not something that's happening. It's our interpretation of what's happening. And our interpretation really is going to change depending on the mood that we're in and how resilient we're feeling. And if you're, as you said, if you're sick or if you have like a lot of other things going on and you're just tapped out, then it's harder to have a more positive outlook on things. So these are all really nice uh, kind of like coming back to the basics for people when it comes to stress and burnout. but. We're here to talk about something even more niche than that. Um, you have a very, very specific training in holistic health, which uh, I think a lot of our listeners would benefit from hearing about. And I imagine that as you've been working throughout these couple of decades in this field, you've seen that there are some myths that people carry around about stress, about health. And so I would love it if you would share what are the top three myths and maybe debunk those for us so that we can learn from you about your point of view and, and the work that you do. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, there, there's so many discoveries I made. Just, just I started in a clinic in the last century uh, as a nutritionist, and I was running a lot of laboratory work at the time. That's kind of my claim to fame is I ran more labs than any five doctors put together. I didn't, you couldn't do it is why. And I'm not even a physician. I just had the access to these labs and was looking for patterns and ways to help people without diagnosing and treating specifics like physicians do, but just really look for what's wrong. So one of the biggest myths I came across is um, I'm going to find the root cause. <laughs> now that's a worthy endeavor. And everyone says it. I used to have it on my handle. I get to the root cause. I see it on people's handle now in their signature bar on their emails and things like that. But I have to tell you, after running thousands and thousands of labs on thousands of clients and patients at the clinic over a 10-year period, man, there's never one. There's always multiple causal factors upstream. So everyone knows, you know, symptoms are at the bot, they're at the where the stream goes out into the body, you're feeling whatever the symptom is. To me, it doesn't really matter. I'm always going to look for the root cause, but you're always going to find multiple causal factors. 
And so there isn't one root cause. Here's another thing, Sharon, that I'm not sure anyone else thinks about. I haven't heard anyone else saying it. Those causal factors are all having an effect on each other. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. And a lot of that's not even measurable. So I'm the lab guy. I teach a course now in functional lab work and natural protocols as it applies to all natural drug-free protocols. You understand the lab work in a way that these are the healing opportunities. That's the phrase I use instead of diagnosis. I don't care about diagnosis. I care about what's out of balance, what's, what's wrong. And the pattern I recognize was hormone, immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system. You could throw in oxidative stress, but H-I-D-D-E-N, which makes it cute, makes it easy to remember. Uh, and those are the areas. I mean, the first thing I ran, the first 300 tests I ran were just hormone tests. Well, then I realized that, and that got people over the hump a little bit, but you know what? They had problems, they had detoxification problems, they had immune system problems. So as a true holistic thinker and not a doctor, able to specialize and, and zero in on you know one part, one problem, one fix. That wasn't working for our people coming in our office who were there for alternative. They, they've been to six or eight doctors or practitioners. So I gave up root cause. Root cause is, is a myth. There's never more than, and you may not be able to measure it. It could be so far upstream, who knows? But you can measure things that are upstream. Again, I call it this constellation of healing opportunities hormone, immune digestion, detoxification, energy production, nervous system, those hidden dysfunctions and imbalances. And when you get enough data points, enough dots, so to speak, then when you know who that person is and apply it to that one single individual person, you have the ability to connect the dots for mm -hmm. them. There's no cohort in holistic medicine. There's no cohort. There's just individuals. And so when you have the data, we call it gathering intelligence, which would include like, like physicians do a good history taking and all that stuff. Now you've got enough data points to connect the dots. So we're a pretty tough discipline that we require more. There's no one lab, you, you know, there's, there's no one root cause. You've got to understand at least that pattern and how they're affecting each other. Then you can apply the natural principles of health building, the, the principles of help it to every cell, tissue, organ, and system, the entire organism at once. That way you're not you're not treating anything specifically. You're treating everything non-specifically. Mm. So so I think root cause is kind of a myth. Well what you're basically saying is it's not one thing. And there's probably different areas where people commonly fall off. And those are now that you know what they are you know, you call them hidden, which I love the little acronym, but <clears throat> they're not hidden to you because you're, you're aware of what to look for. And that's why we need experts like you. Cause they know, you know, what are the common themes that show up? I can look for those and then I can find what all the root causes are, not just the one, which is very similar by the way, to what we do here on this show. We talk about decoding burnout. And the whole premise here is that burnout shows up for different reasons for people. And so when people share their burnout story, what I'm always listening out for are their programming as a first thing. And you had talked about in your story, a lot of the conditioned thinking that you got 
you said, you know, you, you have to be tough and as nails, you have to be waterproof. You don't complain about things. And sometimes when we have that mindset, we end up pushing ourselves a little too far. We don't really pay attention to our bodies. And when we start to lose energy and have trouble sleeping, sometimes people ask me, how is it that people are burning out and they don't even know it? And I think it's exactly when you have that mentality that sometimes people are just so accustomed to driving themselves hard that they don't know anything else. Right. And it comes from that programming. And the second thing is environmental stressors. And kind of like in your story, you had so many different environmental stressors that you were dealing with. And it's the accumulation of all of them that kind of catapulted in the chronic stress that you experienced. And then finally, it's about your personality. So then I break that down also into a mm -hmm. thinker, a feeler, and a doer. And I would have to imagine that somebody like you who's got that mentality of, you know, you've got to be tough. You got to keep pushing that you you're probably a doer. Am I right? Yeah, my my uh, my crew, my my wife, my my staff, everybody, they call me the GSD guy. You know, get exactly. stuff done, get stuff just, done. Yeah, just, just gets done and <laughs> definitely a GSD guy. Yeah, but I like what so, you said, you know, the, I, I wanted to just it occurred to me that if it's not root cause, well, what, what are you looking for? You're looking to sort out metabolic chaos. So I replaced root cause with metabolic chaos. There's just chaos. And you have to use a system to sort it out. Yes. And that H-I-D-D-E-N took, took, happened within a 10 year period of recognizing those patterns. It did not, it's not, I didn't learn it at a seminar from someone else. It's mm -hmm. stuff I had to figure out on my own. There, there was no training for what I had to do. But that's what makes your work so valuable because you bring yourself into it and you've created something that's very original and I think is very valuable for people as you're doing the work that you do. So, so that's really cool. Um, and Thank so you. that's really to debunk the myth that, you know, we have to get to this root cause and there's just one thing we really are looking for a culmination of factors. And given that you've got, you know, these different things that you're looking for specifically, it starts to create a framework kind of like we do here to decode burnout. We're looking for very specific things. And when you're asking good questions, given these parameters, you get to the answers more quickly. And what I find is it also allows you to then create more customized solutions for healing. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, it's another, um, I don't know if it's a medical myth or what you might call it, but that, you know, double blind placebo controlled randomized trials will, you know, is that's good enough for us. Well, it's not good enough for me because I'm not a cohort. And my clients aren't a cohort. They are an individual with biochemical individuality that you, it's its just unbelievable how individual we all are. And where I learned that, Sharon, was from, you have people with the exact same symptoms. And you go, oh, I handled that before. I had a lady just like that last week. You know, we ran a this test or two and we did this and that. And th the next person doesn't get better. They're like, two three things can happen when you try something you can feel better this has to do with supplements and therapies and drug and, and anything you might do you might feel better you might feel nothing and you might feel worse mm -hmm. so two or three out of those are a waste of time 
So how do you improve your chances of it's going to work? It must be individualized to that individual. So then you have to understand what, what does make us different. And uh, it's, it's pretty complex, but um, let me give you another example of how sorting out metabolic chaos is better than looking for one root cause. Okay. And so there's another myth I like to dispel. It all begins in the gut. Everything begins in the gut. Health begins in the gut. Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said it all begins in the gut. I don't think so. And the reason is I've run thousands and thousands of labs on thousands and thousands of people, and I've studied their history and applied it to them as individuals. So uh, real quickly, when you have stress, it affects your anabolic to catabolic hormones, cortisol and DHEA. Cortisol goes up, DHEA goes down, you're in a catabolic state. Even when you're not producing as much cortisol as you used to, your DHEA still usually stays down. These are the uh, catabolic your stress hormone, DHEA is your anabolic building up hormone. So they have to be in balance. And I learned to just use that ratio to tell me whether a person's in a catabolic state or not. So, hey, your body's breaking down. I can tell by this ratio. Mm. Even if cortisol is low, you're going to see DHA go down even more. So, so it isn't just cortisol. Oh, you're in an acute stress phase. Oh, you're in an exhausted phase. That's not good enough. And so this cortisol DHA ratio is really important. And when it is out of balance, you're catabolic. What's the first thing to go? Well, it could be a lot of things for, it's different things for different people, but one very common thing is the immune system. Your secretory IgA in the gut, which is where 80% of your immune system is, the SIG-A is the leading indicator of, of immune function. It goes down because of chronic stress. And what happens when that, then you get the dysbiosis. Your SIG-A is down, you get an imbalance in the microbiome, your, your good bacteria to bad bacteria go out of balance. And then what? Well, you're compromised. And then I call them bigger, badder bugs <laughs> come along. You've got the real intestinal overgrowth. You've got parasites and uh, different kinds of bacteria. You've got fungus. And then those all have toxins. And th so there's this whole downward spiral. And oh, by the way, if you have a dysbiosis, not enough good bacteria to it. Well, that good bacteria is used to break down your food, further break down food. After the stomach, it goes in the small intestine. You need that good bacteria. It breaks down, especially your proteins into the amino acids, which get turned later into uh, you know, neurotransmitters and, and peptides and things like that, that you need in balance. So, so now you've got another whole cascade going on. You've gone from just stress, doesn't matter if it's mental, emotional, physical pain and trauma, or even just the chemical environment, as you mentioned, which is really critical, you're out of balance, your immune system and gut uh, flora is out of balance, you're not digesting very well, your immune system further compromised, and guess what happened, these bigger, better bugs, and the toxins that they bring with them cause leaky gut, you end up with hyperpermeability, and we have all the tests, we have, I have every marker that you need to look at in sequence so that you can watch that happen. But what happens to the person is they go into the doctor or practitioner and say, I have diarrhea, constipation, indigestion, bloating, um, you know, gas, heartburn, all this sort of stuff. And so they go, oh, it's the gut. Yep, everything begins in the gut. And it didn't, it started with the stress 
that has created this downward spiral, this this imbalance in uh, catabolic to anabolic. So, so in our world, uh, we look for imbalances as far upstream as we can go, and all the other things go along with it. The immune, remember, it's hormone, immune, digestion. With leaky gut, you'd have detoxification issues because your liver would be congested, and on and on. So, so um, that I think that's a myth that it all begins in the gut. It doesn't, but it certainly circles around to it real quickly in a lot of people. So it's it's so common we just say that. Right. What I love about that is that, you know, I really deal when it comes to stress and burnout, I really deal with people's mindsets. And so when you talk about lack of balance, I talk to them about a lack of balance in terms of where they spend their time right? And what they're focusing on and are they spending too much time at work and not enough time on themselves and things like that. And you're, you're basically looking at very similar parameters, but from a health perspective instead of mental health. And so you're looking at what's actually going on inside the body that when you're out of balance in your life is really wreaking havoc on your system, what's going on internally and getting back to a place of balance. And you have a really holistic way of doing that. So this is very complimentary to the work that I do. And I'm sure that people listening to this will really appreciate that. And I can only imagine that people listening to this might be thinking to themselves, wow, that sounds amazing. I want to know more. And I usually wait until the end to ask this, but um, maybe you can just give us a notion of where can people go to find out more about the work that you do and maybe getting in touch with you? So, yeah, we would love um, referrals to what we do and that works both ways, of course. So what what I created is called functional diagnostic nutrition. It's just the name I gave it in 2008 when I had to name it. Um, And so functional diagnostic nutrition. So FDN. We're referred to, we're in 50 countries now training and we have practitioners all over the world. So they're doing FDN. We're called FDNers or FDN practitioners, FDN community or family or, you know, whatever you want to call it. So FDNtraining.com slash burnout in honor of this show. So FDNtraining.com, use the slash burnout. And I believe that um, what they'll end up at is either a place to take a course tour um, or start for free. You can start our course for free. We, we don't want anyone that doesn't love it and want to be part of the community. And, and we want to give you a taste of it first. So the course tour gives you the curriculum. It's very robust. And then, of course, there's the um, start for free if you want. So I, I think that's where people end up if they go to fdntraining.com slash burnout. So that's for them to learn about the system that you teach if they want to be practitioners. Is that right? It's it, they can go either way if they're uh, only interested in their own health. Yeah, there's a couple of ways to go about that. You could take the course that alone. I mean, because everyone that takes my course runs all the labs on themselves okay. and gets counseling and and uh, you know mentoring. You have to learn and work on yourself first. One of the prerequisites for our work is to be walking the talk. You don't mm-hmm. have to be perfectly healthy, but you got to be marching up the stairs in your own way, whatever that is, your journey. And you, you know, basically your clients are coming on the journey with you. So that's our philosophy is that you you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta want to help others and you want to be walking the talk. So um 
So if you took our course and only worked on yourself, that's worth the price of admission. It's not an exorbitant, it's not like going back to school yeah. for two years. So, so, but there's also a channel in there to just get hooked up with a with practitioner. A practitioner. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask that because I'm sure that there's people who are listening to this and they're like, yeah, I want to really dig down. I want to learn. I have a lot of people who are into personal development, but I also have people who are super, super stressed in terms of how much they already have on their plate. And like, they're never going to do this thing. Right. But they yeah. still want the results and they want to improve their health. And for those people to just hook up with a practitioner is a really great opportunity. So, so far you've shared with us two different myths that people typically have about you know, it's important to get to the root cause and there's only this one and then it all starts in the gut and now we know better. And I know you have one more for us. Oh, I have 10 more, but we only have time for one more. So, so um, you know, in that same construct of metabolic chaos and kind of how we used to look at it, like the myth, myth was adrenal fatigue was a big one. Matter of fact, I loved that construct because it really was easy to show people on paper Oh, look, we just didn't know the physiology as deep as we do now. 20 some years ago, adrenal fatigue was very popular as a construct. And it, it's it's a valuable construct, meaning that you show people this, look, your adrenals are burnt out. Then they're more likely to take action. They're more likely to uh, stay engaged in a program for longer. And then they actually feel better. They actually get get better but the adrenals are actually four different glands in one there's mm -hmm. the medulla which is in the middle that's your immediate stress response you talk about fight flight boom nerves from your eyes or ears even go directly to your adrenal medulla so it'll crank out some adrenaline they call it norepinephrine and epinephrine now so it cranks that out. So that's one little organ inside. They're only the size of a, a walnut on top of your kidneys. Mm -hmm. They're adrenal above the, the renal gland. And so, but then what happens as soon as that uh, adrenaline hits the bloodstream, the hypothalamus pituitary pick it up in the bloodstream within seconds. You know, so first you got your adrenaline and then the hypothalamus pituitary will send signals, hormonal signals, back to the adrenals and there are three layers there the zona reticularis the zona fasciculata and the zona glomeruloso so these are three different zones in the adrenals so you know you might have low production one makes dhea one makes um the cortisol another makes uh, an electrolyte booster so so you know they're really critical little glands and they are highly involved in stress and the stress response which could be caused again by by just you get cut off in traffic or you get punched right. in the face or it could be some long-term chronic thing like the air you're breathing. It could even be, as you said, and I love you brought this up, your thoughts and emotions. Hey, you know, because at night you're totally. doing okay. And also you think about that jerk at work and what happens, your cortisol goes up. You're, you know, you start getting that stress response. So it could easily be, and you, but your body doesn't care. It just responds. And so- after a while, you might see production of some of these things go down. Oh, that's adrenal fatigue. You're burnt, uh, burnout. But the other thing we used to talk about uh, is the uh, pregnenolone steel. So this takes a little bit more uh, physiology and biochemistry, but there's no such thing as pregnenolone steel either. It's just that the signaling and the receptorship 
aren't working, the, the negative feedback loop from the adrenals to the hypothalamus and pituitary, that gets uh, less sensitive. So it isn't truly that your adrenals, if you, if you just uh, take a break, get yourself, sort out all the metabolic chaos, the hormones that we're talking about now, the stress hormones thing, and your immune system, and your digestion, and detoxification, and energy production on a cellular level, eating the right foods and things. Uh, and then, of course, the autonomic balance, sympathetic, parasympathetic, lots of ways to work on that. So that's that H-I-D-D-E-N. You apply those principles to every cell, tissue, organ, and system in the body. The adrenal fatigue, which never was really there, comes, it just comes back into balance, and, and you'll be all right. Well, Reed, you have shared so much with us today that I'm sure people are sitting there taking notes. <laughs> it's really Listen fantastic. Listen over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I enjoyed listening to not only your burnout story, but also all the work that you've been doing in the world and your contributions and your creativity around it. Um, and I am really excited for the listeners and I am encouraging everybody to check out fdntraining.com forward slash burnout because there is something really exciting there for you. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that with us. Yeah, thank you. I, I'll just leave you with a final thought because I have to pick up on something you said that I think should it should not go unnoticed. And that is that you talked about the mental and emotional stress and that's in the mind. So our job is, FDN practitioners is to, with any client, we uncover obstacles to healing. Now, it could be poor digestion, poor detoxification, on and on and on, endless number of things. Uh, we will sort it all out. But those obstacles to healing can be in the mind and emotions of the person. And that could be easily what's holding you back. Well, there's not a lot of functional lab work for that. You can't do neurotransmitters. You can do these. But, you know, it, a lot of it's how you think. Like that sort of, uh, I don't know if it's a burden or what you want to call it, laid down on me by my uh, father, who was a tough guy, and my older brother was... He was big and bad, you know, like, like all I had to do is say, I'm Craig's brother and they'd leave me alone, you know, <laughs> like that. don't mess with that, that boy, his, his older brother's going to, will, will, you know, brain you. Mm. And so I grew up with that kind of uh, parenting and, and sibling thing. And so I, I it probably in the long run um, subjected me to being really too hard on myself. So those things are those obstacles to healing can be locked in the mind and emotions of the person. And you should never forget that. Yeah. That's why we're tuning in and learning about our mind every single week. So thank you again for being here. Now for all of you thinkers out there, what did you think of the show? If you are a feeler, how did hearing this make you feel? And for all you doers, what are you going to do based on what you've heard? Now, regardless of what your personality code is, my goal is to spread the word that burnout is a unique experience. And by decoding it, you can find solutions that are equally unique to you. Help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on Apple or Spotify and leaving us a review telling us what you think, feel, or do differently because of the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can leave me a comment or questions to answer in future episodes and please recommend the show to anyone struggling with burnout. If you are ready to take the next step with me to DYB, go to decodeyourburnout.com and I'll see you right back here next week. Take care.